0: Back to halftime podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing three players who I think are desperately deserving a move at this stage of their career. They've all played two or three seasons for their club that they're currently at, and they're des- they're destined for a move at some stage. And I think this year is kind of their time that they should be moving on and finding more new challenges in different uh, leagues compared to adapting more to the one that they've already been adapted to. So without further ado, let's just get straight into it. The first player I have here is Thomas Partey from Atlético Madrid. Uh, so far this season, Partey has made 35 appearances. He's scored three goals in the La Liga and he's played eight games, scored one goal and has one assist in the Champions League. He's naturally deployed as a defensive midfielder, but can also play centre mid. He'd be like an Ingo Locante of the La Liga. He's just, he, he possesses great pace, great strength and good uh, technical abilities on the ball and he's a good eye for a pass so he's kind of a well clinical holding midfielder so if you paired the two of them up together in a cdm partnership i'd say there's nothing getting past that like it'd be like running at a brick wall and just expecting what would happen normally is just you hit it and that's it you just fall down and that it's not going to fucking move uh he has a market value of 35 million and he is currently linked with moves to Bayern, Juventus, Napoli and Arsenal. And it's looking more likely that Arsenal will be the team to sign him as they're desperate for a fucking revamp of that club. God help them. They're so fucked at the moment. They're sitting in 10th at the minute. Like, that's shocking from them. But there again, I suppose they went through a manager for change, so I'm not surprised. But Percy is just a solid all-round midfielder. He's not uh, he wouldn't be a box to box midfielder though. He'd only be uh, told to push forward more if the likes of Atletico Madrid were losing like one nil, and they were desperately seeking a last kind of minute goal. You could see Thomas running up the field trying to get involved because he his pace and his strength would just be uh, the whole unit going forward basically, and everyone else could just kind of stay back. It would just be a swap between players. The next player is Kai Havertz. Now, this was going to be coming. We all knew that this was going to happen, that he's been at Bayern Leverkusen now for the last two, three seasons. And he's played 30 games and scored 12 goals and has six assists in the Bundesliga this year. And he has played three games and scored three goals in the Europa League. And he also has two assists to his name in that competition as well. Uh, Another consistent player and another consistent season for him in the Bundesliga. And earlier this window we saw that Timo Werner had signed for Chelsea for around around 55 million. So there's rumours that Chelsea are also heavily linked with Kai Havertz and they've apparently already uh, confirmed a contract with him. It's just waiting on uh, fees to be discussed between the two clubs, which at the minute is circulating between 80 and 90 million, which is a bargain for a player of his uh, capabilities for a 22 year old who's so heavily talked about like 80 million for him that you have an up and coming in that's worth like 300 million and then you could just easily go and get sh- the cheap version of him and he'll do very well for the exact same price and on a budget cup price actually should I say so it's looking more likely that we'll see Chelsea have an attack four of Werner Ziyech, uh, Kai Havertz and uh Fucking either Christian Pulisic or Kovacic. So it's looking like a very lethal attack for them, so I wouldn't be surprised if they go on for a title run next season. If it is, whenever it is confirmed that Kai Havertz does sign for Chelsea, I'm not saying he will, but at the moment there's very high chance that he will. The last player I have is Calidou Koulibaly from Napoli. Now, you don't hear much about centre-backs nowadays, not even the likes of Maguire is heard of anymore after his £90 million, or his 85 or £90 million pound move to Manchester. He's just disappeared off the face of the earth, really. He's just kind of seen as just an average defender now who a club just paid forked out a lot of cash to. Uh, Honourable nominations to Ruben Diaz of Benfica. He's had another fantastic season. Manny are also linked with him, who will be an ideal replacement for Victor Lindelof and Phil Jones and anyone else who plays in the fucking centre back role there? Like they need to just clear out that centre back and just have Maguire and another decent centre back. Like I'm not saying that Lindelof is bad or anything, or Eric Bae. Both of them are solid, but they're they're bang average at best for a club stature of United's level. So they kind of need a bit more. Uh like I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if they even went and made a move for him. So but he's bidding within the range of about £60 million nowadays. So I don't think that they're going to go for him this year. But Koulibaly, for a 29-year-old, he's had another decent uh, season for Napoli, both in the Champions League and in the Serie A. But he's only started uh, 21 games in the Serie A because he's been out with injuries now this year. And for a 29-year-old with a price tag of around £50 million, uh, speculating around £50 million, it's a very massive gamble for for well-known teams to decide whether they should pay this match like he, he's in a he's in his prime let's say or coming to the end of his prime around 30 is when you kind of end it uh but you're paying 50 million for a 29 year old who's starting to pick up injuries more often so the last two seasons now he's had two different injuries one of them was a muscle injury this year and his in his right leg I think that he picked up in one of the games. I don't know it was a Sassuolo that he picked it up, or Roma. But he picked up an injury against them, and he was out for half the season. But it's kind of a risk that some clubs are willing to take. The likes of Barcelona and Man City are very linked, very heavily linked with uh, signing him, uh, because b- both of them need help in the defence. Barcelona's defence, it is good. I'm not going to diss about Barcelona. like Their defenders are good. But with Umtiti wanting kind of out of the club, he's another honourable mention I could have put in here. Uh, He's heavily linked with Arsenal as well, but I can't see him going to Arsenal, even though that they need a complete overhaul in that defence. I don't see Umtiti going to Arsenal. I'd see him going to to more of like a PSG or a Juventus with an ageing Juventus defence and only uh, Matthijs de as the young and kind of future of that defence as it stands. It's kind of a risk that they could take, but I'm not so sure about it. Spurs and uh, I think Man United, if I remember, both of them are also linked with the signature of Cule Valley. But I would, I, if I had to gamble, I'd say Man City have the best chance for him over Barcelona because Barcelona have a little bit of rush in the club they need to kind of get rid of at this stage. So I wouldn't be surprised if Man City got the Senegalese centre-back this year for a run. 50 60 million pounds and that would kind of improve their defense instead of having to play the likes of like Eric Garcia in center back now that they when they did against when they played Arsenal uh uh, like six weeks ago now I think or so that's it that's that's where I'm gonna leave it this week let me know who you think that I missed out on I thank you all for listening I'll see you all next